Welcome to the Doghouse, brought to you by Moto America, the official AMA road racing series of the U.S. of A. Led by 190 mile per hour superbikes coming to you from the NTN radio studios, secretly hidden beneath an abandoned pork processing plant somewhere, allegedly near the nation's capital. <laughs> Ooh, if I had a superpower, I'd be creating more bacon. Well, you better start buying all you can buy because well, there's a big shortage of it. Wendy's is already trademarked Baconator, so you can't, <laughs> you couldn't use that as your superhero name. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, maybe I can't be that superhero now. Oh, wow. Well, you could be the Bacon Flash. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Bacon Sizzle. Bacon Sizzle. <laughs> you're, the, you're the B Sizzle. Yeah, B Sizzle? B Sizzle. I, I kind of, there's something in there that I like. Yeah. I, I'm, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Oh, sometimes I feel like we should move the show to Wednesdays. Why? Like Why all do you the feel news that? comes out on Wednesday. What's the difference between Tuesday and Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or Saturday well, or Sunday well, or any day now? The thing is, is if we move to Wednesdays, they'll start releasing MotoGP news on Thursdays. I think it's a vast conspiracy so that we have to talk about it a week afterwards. Oh, so I'm not the only one that believed that. No, you are not. <laughs> I, I truly believe Dorner listens to the show and they're like, Oh, I know they do. F you guys. I, There's I, no way we're giving I, them I know content. they do. I know they do. And they're the ones that are putting out all the misinformation to just sort of make us <laughs> make us earn our pay. Yeah. It's a like Russian it, conspiracy. It kind of, it's French. Well, same thing. <laughs> French. French, Russia, right? Isn't Dorna? FIM uh, is in France. Yeah, but I think uh, I think Dorn is Spanish. Whatever, yeah. it's all one big country. It's like New. Well, I should say like that New Jersey. Pennsylvania. I, I shouldn't say that. Probably, probably it's spread out all over Europe. But um, like, I think I think what's his name? Carlos Esplanada or whatever his yeah, name Espl- is. I, I, I eat Splenda. Esplanada. I think he's Spanish, right? Or maybe he's Italian. I don't know. Carlos, what's, is what's the difference? <laughs> about it. Uh, send your hate mail to Warren. Yeah, it's only about you know, you know, ten miles. Is it uh, well? Oh, there you go. You're right. Like it's like the difference between saying the guys from Philly and the guys from New Jersey. It's like, pfft. it's the same thing. I'm gonna have so many COVID nineteen jokes to tell when it's an appropriate time. <laughs> uh, I, they're just stacking up. Yes. Oh, uh, bad use of terms. <laughs> I didn't even mean it like yeah. that. But that was pretty good. Yeah. Carmelo. Carmelo. Espalada. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, so his name. His name's Car. Not Carlos. It's Carmelo. And in the plaza is what his name. Carlos in the plaza. As poli- I, I, they, they should go back to the good like Eastern European names that I can pronounce. <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> Eastern European the names? ones with no vowels. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm yeah. Go- Phil, check out Polish out names, right? Stuff like that. You're good that. at Polish names. Yeah, Filzinski. Filzinski. Kaplinski. Well, at least those you just look at the value, vowel, vowels and you're like, oh, you just. If you pronounce them all, you got the name. You right. just clear your throat, and it sounds like you're saying a name. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so they had some uh, news, and some of it was like rumor mill news that was being poo-pooed. There's a lot of rumor mill no, no news going around. A lot of it's getting actually people are caring it about, which I I can understand. You know? Know how hard people it is. people are starving for information about yeah. the uh, about the uh, world level series, and so because of that. The, any kind of rumor gets carried on, and, and even some of the big um, well, like even, media, not quite as big as the doghouse, obviously, but some of the other media out there is then carrying it forward. So. Yeah, no, I get that. And there's there's a ton of stuff. So one of the things old Carmelo came out and said that 
There will be no combo weekends, no GP and Superbike. Your dream of that is not going to happen. Yeah. Not on the same track. But they might be back-to-back. They might be back-to-back. Now, here's the thing that he said that kind of threw me off and I don't understand, is he was like, well, nobody would pay for the extra television, like the the TV channels don't want to pay the extra time if you run MotoGP and World Superbike together. I, I don't understand why you two thought... two television crews. I think well, two production crews. They're different production crews. Yeah, they're different that. production crews, but yeah. they're also different series. So it's like your television contract would be yeah, valid see, for both. I think it's just BS. Uh, that kind of was BS, and then he said it would cost way too much money to ha- run both at the same time and and the track. I'm not sure what he means by that other than maybe because they have contracts with the production companies for each of the series, they'd have to pay both of them. Or maybe right? they have to – I wonder if it's different sponsorships going around and changing all the all – the, uh, Signage and stuff, Sign yeah. Signage and stuff. And yeah. then oh, the biggest thing that I saw was going to be the headache and the grid. Not the grid, but the pits. I'm sorry. I said the grid. I meant the pits. Yeah, moving the, right. Yeah, swapping the teams in and out. That would be moving teams in and out and stuff like that. You know, I mean, that, well, how could you even possibly do? You wouldn't that? fit them all. What, and I was going to say, how could you possibly do that? Because when you finished up, you, you know, the good thing about MotoGP is, you know, the races are all on Sundays, right? Yeah. Whereas a World Superbike, you have you have you know racing Saturday over. Yeah, Sundays. you have racing over a couple of days. But the, <laughs> that but even if you don't do that because of practice and qualifying and everything, MotoGP. You, you're not going to share. There's no way they're going to they're going to share the yeah. space. So that's really where I think it, it becomes <laughs> impractical. Yeah, I, I agree with but, that. But but you know, one one following another one at the same track, so they're all there, and they one weekend's you know World Superbike, and the next weekend's MotoGP or something like that. That that's actually kind of makes sense when you think about it. They could they could sort of consolidate some of the their their moving costs if they did that. And I think the tracks would prefer that too, because that's the way they get two weekends of high high price. Well, they, they, the tracks actually, probably don't, aren't going to care too much until there's crowds, actually, right? right? You know, like, I, I'm, I'm sure they're going extra, extra money for no crowds. Well, I I mean, I don't think they're paying. I don't think MotoGP or World Superbike no, pays you to rent pay, the tracks. No, you pay MotoGP to come to your track. Yeah, you pay MotoGP to come right, to I your track. I mean, that was a big well, because thing you're gonna, you, Yeah, because you're going to make you're gonna make millions on the revenue, both from the ticket sales and vending. Right, vending, ticket sales, and even track sponsorships. Yeah. Plus, anytime a pro series goes there, means more people want to rent it, and you can charge higher on yeah, track yeah, rentals. Yeah, exactly. Right? Uh, so I was kind of looking. Uh, the other piece of news, so it all kind of wraps together, was the other piece of news was that um, MotoGP is talking about a 10-round European-only European only series. And we kind of briefly mentioned that last week. We did. Um, and something- over here, a lot of people are poo-pooing it. I kind of. Well, if they don't, if okay, I I'm a little bit concerned from a couple stand, a couple things. One, if we don't have an indie race, right, and if we don't have the Coda race in the U.S., that's already going to hurt. Um, American viewership of that racing, which is a which is an issue, right? It's already yeah, well. An issue, here's right? here's the other thing is is mm-hmm. I thought a month ago we were reporting that they had moved the Coda race to November, to right? November yeah, and Moto America's planning on running with them there. So I mean, to us, that's a bigger kick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that's a bigger kick because I I don't know what's going on. Like, okay, I don't think Moto America necessarily has the money to rent that track or is going to command the presence to get that track on their own. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I again, what's the truth, right? Right. I, well, that's this the, the problem. problem. This is more of the rumor mill going around and... Okay, so we've definitely been guilty of this somewhat ourselves, right? But we um, always say we're trying to start a new rumor. <laughs> where that is true. Yeah, that is true. And I, I think the problem rumor. is, is uh, you know, thank God we haven't been uh, quoted on any of these crazy rumors. Um, but have been. but we're w- w- yeah, we are sort of spreading the potentially <laughs> well, bad rumors. I, I'm, I'm I don't I don't buy, I don't I don't buy the 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 ten only because the, the article that I read. Um, and I'm not going to say where I read it, but the article that I read, um, which was talking about the potential of there actually being a race in Europe in July, completely went against what um, uh, Marshmallow Esplanada said in his interview, okay, which was that they're talking about, you know, August. yeah, they're talking about August and, and, and now this thing about maybe an all European um you know, ten round season. Uh, I, I don't. When, I don't when, like that at all. I, I really well, hope I, that's not something they're even considering. We're, we're sort of biased, but I still think they're they're hoping that if they're able to start doing, um, they're they're able to start racing in August, and they're going to go all the way through the end of November. And I think MotoGP was talking about going into December, right? No, I he think. said that that's not going to happen. They will end in November. Okay. Then the article. So I So if read, they don't have, if they don't have the breaks in there, that's more than ten races. Well, there got there will be break weekends, I think. Well, okay, I don't know why they have to have break weekends. We know they can run back to back. They do. I know it. that's yeah. what I don't understand. I, I would but, I would think from a financial standpoint, it behooves them to race every weekend they possibly can. Yeah, that that would be my opinion. Um, you know, like I kind of what I did is I just made a list of the tracks, you know, that they both race at, and then I was looking and I was like, okay. They both race Philips Isle, they both race Qatar, but that's neither of them are in Europe. So in Europe I just have Jerez, Aragon, Mazano, and Catalonia. So that's that'd be four out of six mm-hmm. four out of ten races for them that could be potentially a back to back weekend of Moto America. Yeah. I mean a Moto GP World Superbike. Um, but other than that, they don't race a lot of the same tracks in Europe. I mean they have uh, a bunch that are just different tracks. Um the bigger challenge in going back-to-back weekends is where they have to actually ship bikes overseas, right? All the equipment overseas. That where is where it gets to be more of a uh, an, an issue. But even that can be solved nowadays with big cargo planes, and that's how well, that's how most of their stuff travels anyway, right? Yeah, I think I think the big thing that a ten-round European race will give them is a little more control of their own destiny. Like Europe isn't that big. Right. Well, yeah, it greatly it, reduces their costs. Like that's for sure. Well, but also that you can put everything back into your own hands. Like in in the United States now, America, the U.S. is bigger than Europe, right? But yes. I can still literally a team can you know road racing world is going to pack up their their M4 team in California and they can drive with limited stops to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can you can on a shipping logistics level. You can kind of control, like, oh, hey. NASCAR does it all the time. NASCAR does it all the time, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we're not stopping your – not only can your drivers drive to all the races, and I I, I read a rumor, and I'm just saying it's a rumor, but it's a logical rumor to me. I read a rumor that, you know, a lot of the teams are considering – just having the racers and stuff drive to the tracks for Motor America instead of people flying in because of the risk of planes right now, mm-hmm. right? Being bunched up with somebody for a few hours. 
Well, yeah. This sport's big enough that they can... Um, they can rent uh, their own planes. Uh, they, yeah, they can rent. You don't need to have individual racers being carted around all through Europe. They can put them on it. They they can rent a you know a you know a, they probably own some planes. A, yeah, or or they can rent. They can charter seven thirty sevens or seven you know whatever and load up. You you can get enough people to if they're going to be the track anyways. And you test everybody right before they go. And they're actually talking about testing people just before uh, yeah. each of these race weekends for the teams. Then you know, okay, everybody tests out okay. You you load them all up in a seven thirty seven. You can take the into all, all the paddock with you on a seven thirty seven, yeah. right? Yeah. A seven thirty seven stretch, right? Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just of course it'll be an Airbus because it's <laughs> Europe. But anyway, <laughs> right. uh, but you know, I mean, there's just a lot of news of it's just rumor, rumor, rumor it's after rumor. it's rumor on top of rumor on top of rumor. And I think until there's an official statement that comes out of the series and. The interesting thing is, there's been a lot of chat these past two weeks about MotoGP and very little chat about World Superbike. Have you noticed that? Yeah, well, Next World Superbike was probably yeah. getting ready to go into their ten weeks off or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. They're like, "Woo, it's twenty. Well, they're this probably year. trying to still figure out how they're going to fit in. You know, that big break that they they're not <laughs> yeah, have, they're, right? They're like, "We're going to race Wait three weekends. Yeah, and, that's uh, right. Ten yeah. weekends off. Yeah, I'm ten sure Johnny Ray saying, "No, that's going to screw up my vacation plans. I had yeah. right. Well, I'm pretty sure they're already screwed up, right. and then. Of course, you have all the riders putting up different stuff, and some of the riders have been doing some stuff to make themselves a little more accessible to people. I've seen a lot of interesting interviews, but... Well, we know they are racing. You know who's getting a lot of press time lately? A, a lot in the last two weeks? Besides Rossi? Oh, Davicioso. And Jorge. Jorge, some. But Davicioso has <laughs> been sort of nonstop in the news. There was a thing that came out today that said that at, um, a while ago... Um, Davicioso uh, was actually went to Honda trying to see if he could get his ride to back. talk to him about getting a ride at Honda. And uh, the interesting thing in the story is apparently when you leave Honda, you're dead to them. You'll never come back to Honda once you leave Honda. Once you leave Honda, that's it. You're written off. I mean, they chisel your name out of the stone tablets and things like that. <laughs> really? So, yeah. I've... Oh, yeah. That was in this article. Davicioso actually was trying to go back to Honda, and that just doesn't happen. Right, you don't go back, huh? Yeah, I no. I wouldn't expect that, but now but now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know anybody that's gone. Like Rossi's gone back to Yamaha. Yeah, it's a Honda thing, I think, is what it yeah, is. Yeah, well, that's what I'm like. like I apparently apparently some of the yeah yeah right. So apparently on the uh, on the on the executive side, if you you know you choose on your own to leave Honda, you're you're uh, you consider you know. Persona non grata yeah. going forward. That's the way the Which is, is, you know, rumor number 355, <laughs> right? Oh, that's the truth on the doghouse. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, and sometimes even if you choose to be a part well, of the doghouse. Well, the rule is if, uh, you know, if uh, 50 people pick up your rumor and carry it forward, it becomes true. That is what happened with us yes, at one time. <laughs> yes. You have any idea how hard it is not to start rumors right now? Well, it's it's so yeah. many. It's, hard, it's almost hard not to because there aren't very few facts. Well, right. say what's if you look at the news, what's true and what's a rumor, yeah, and what's made up. I I think what you have to go with what's the truth is uh, something that's an official press release or an interview with an executive at Dorna right now from the on the is World Superbike level, and then you know we have you know we we have a little bit more insight to what's going on with Moto America, but um, in at the, at the world level, it's um. Like I wanted to start a superbike rumor for like World Superbike that 
Kawasaki that uh, Dorno was going to tell Kawasaki they couldn't be green anymore. <laughs> right? Like I was like, that would just be an awesome. Oh, no, yeah, I think no, 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 no. I think it'd be world. much more. Real. Well, a different color of green, like it, a lime green. No, instead right, of, right. no, it'd be much more politically correct and probably more believable if Dorna told every other team they had to be green. <laughs> because yeah, we all want to be green. Faster. No, we all want to be green. We want to protect the environment. It, it, it ain't easy. Be, it change. ain't easy being. It's green. not. It's not. No. So. But uh, so, anyways, so I've been fighting left and right, and I've started rumors. Hard. It's kind of hard. Well, it's, it's kind of. I mean, it. half our Just show, half our show is carrying somebody else's rumor yeah. forward. So, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, I kind of feel people are pe- people are picking up the slack for us. Yeah. Well, the only well, thing I know is not a rumor is that there was a race this past weekend. Yeah. MotoGP raced virtually yeah. again. Yeah. And it was yeah, and I virtually watched it. <laughs> virtually. <laughs> well, Bagnaya finished third on the podium. Mark, uh, Alex Marquez finished second, and then Yalas finished first. That just says these guys have too much time to go practice their road, their their yeah. Computer I the, road wait till they get on the bikes right pretty soon, and there's no joystick, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, or paddle controls. Well, hey, I don't know. You know, you've seen some of the the setups that the NASCAR guys are running. I mean, that's steering now, wheels if, and if, if they pedals. have those. Those bikes, like you can jump on at yes. the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would take it a lot more serious. Yeah. Right. But if they're exactly. just sitting there at the computer doing, you know, the paddle controls or the, you know, uh, well, arrow this way, arrow that, that, that way. That's eye hand dexterity, and I don't know how well that translates to riding a bike uh, on a. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. a, bi- a bike at two hundred and twenty miles an hour. So. Yeah. So I, I don't have a big. I don't have a big lot of confidence in. Uh, I, it tells you, it, it tells you nothing. Hey, well, look, I, I'm 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 not. I, I was very excited to watch the first one, and then because of the layout that they did on the screen, that really put me off. Okay, where they had as much of the riders' faces, which tell you nothing during a race, a right, a virtual race, and they didn't do the race blown so, up made, to fill the screen. And you know, I, I hated it, and they, they they didn't change it last week. I didn't check this week. Same thing. They did. Same thing. I I praised I praised them. When they did that with the competition MotoGP, the E Grand Prix thing that they did mm. over in Barcelona, and how much on track action we saw. Yes. Right? It was like, man, that was such a great format. And they were like, that was a great format. Let's not do that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that worked out so well. Let's change it instantly. <laughs> well, the, well uh, the other news that came out of the e racing was that uh, they are going to try to make this thing go further than just, you know, when the season starts, the real season starts again. The winner. The points leader at the end, when they go to start racing again, is going to get the pole position for the first two races. Is that serious, or are you just making that up? I'm making it up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, God. Because if yeah. they did that, I would swear off MotoGP. Yeah. I yeah. would be like, you have to be kidding me. That's uh, that's I, the rumor. That's I, what I, 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 I do heard, like that. I heard, heard that rumor yeah. somewhere. I do like that rumor. They yeah. want to make it. Yeah. They want to make it official. Well, listen, guys. Let's uh, let's take a quick break, and uh, as we like to say, we'll be right pay back. for the show. And let's have a few words about our sponsor. Moto America is the official AMA road racing series for the U.S. This year, there will be 10 race weekends at top tracks, including Road America, Laguna Seca, Indianapolis, and Road Atlanta. 
with five classes including Superbike, Supersport, Stock 1000, Twins Cup, and Junior Cup. There will be all-day action on the track each day. There's also Family Fun Zone with stuff for kids like carnival games, stunt shows, and electric kids' bicycles. And remember, the paddock is open so you can grab pictures and autographs with over 120 riders. Ticket packages include VIP, three-day camping, race grid, and pit lane. Kids 16 and under get in free with a paying adult. But if you can't make the track, there are five ways to catch the action. Moto America Live Plus with all-day streaming and on-demand viewing. You can watch Superbike Live on Fox Sports 2 both Saturday and Sunday. After the race weekend, watch Moto America Rewind and Junior Cup on Fox Sports 2. Watch the Super Sport races on MAV TV and get the backstory and technology insights on Inside Moto America on NBCSN. You can find all this info and more at MotoAmerica.com. All right, folks, welcome back. Well, Warren, I understand that you got a few news items you want to go over. I do. Okay, so <laughs> well, well, we'll, that. we'll see you again next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's this one, you know, the coronavirus is hitting motorcycle industry, which wasn't all doing all that great anyway before no, that's, this. That's an understatement. And, it, and it's a worldwide problem. But... Of all of the things I have seen, this blew me away more than anything else. Royal Enfield, mm-hmm. one of the biggest motorcycle builders in the world, yeah. one of the largest manufacturers. Make Ken guess like you were making Yeah, I am. Guess. Ken, in the month of April, how many bikes did Royal Enfield sell in India? The a- most, a- Yeah, the, the most. country where they sell the most bikes. Uh, 18,000. Wow. You're a little I high. I was closer. Yeah, you were. I said I'm 10. You said 10,000? No, I said 10. 10 bikes total? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll give him one more chance. Okay. Somewhere <laughs> so between 10 and 18,000. Uh, then I'll say 12,000. 91. 91 motorcycles? They sold 91 motorcycles in the month of April in India. Okay. So after, like, friends and family, that means they sold none. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, they might be... So they need to change something, right? Like, right now they're bragging... We're the largest motorcycle manufacturers or whatever. They need to change that to we're the largest, we're the biggest sellers, right? Yeah. Like whole wow. marketing problem. Wow. That that blew me wow. away when I, well, when that, I read that. that. You, yeah, if that's, if that's going on, imagine what it looks like to some other manufacturers. Yeah. I mean, if, it, they, if they're only selling 91 motorcycles in a country of, what, 1.4 billion people? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Can you imagine what's going on with, Victory or Harley or Yamaha. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm yeah. worried about yeah. Yamaha. I'm uh, worried about Harley and and Victory. Well, Harley and Indian. Indian yeah, too. yeah. I would be more worried about Harley because you know Victory's got Polaris behind yeah. them, so their pockets are pretty deep. Indian uh, Harley doesn't. Yeah, but Harley's got. So they, they don't have anything behind them. That's the thing. They well, they, they had their own. But they also just fired their CEO, which means that they didn't like the direction they were going with it. Well, they couldn't pay a salary. No, I think they had more of a direction. And so yeah, they, they got to how, how in God's name are you going to blame the CEO of Harley Davidson? Because he was, wasn't performing. That's, the what fact, that's what they said. Well, none of the motorcycle market's performing. No. So, you know, what are you going to do? You, you know, they, that's just the no. way that, that, that. I did read an article about what they're trying with this new guy's, the new interim CEO, who I hope doesn't become the real CEO. But, you know, he's trying to, he said they're going to go back to the basics. And kind of get away from the what the previous CEO did with trying to expand the lineup and to reach out to different segments. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think reaching out to different segments is what they got to do. 
I think it, if they hadn't done that, it would look a lot worse right now. I agree. I think sticking with well, just cruisers uh, and heavy touring uh, bikes I, is not the answer. I had heard that they were going to even plunge even deeper into the electric bike market. Are you still saying yeah. that? Well, right now, the last thing that I read said that they're going to cut back to more of their traditional market, but keeping the uh, the uh, adventure bikes and the electric bikes. So when you say they're traditional markets, you mean they're cruisers punt- and touring bikes. Well, are they punting on other countries? Because no, no, they they can't do. But that. that's what co- I, I think that's what caused a lot of problems with Harley over the years is when they've tried to expand outside the U.S. They never had big markets outside the U.S. and that's very expensive to try and build a market from nothing. Their bread and butter was always the U.S. and it seemed like they kind of lost that focus a little bit. Yeah, I would say the U.S. and maybe Australia. Right. Like, you know, but but Harley is just like even when you talk to people overseas, Harley's just an American thing. Yeah. And and that makes it kind of unique in some other countries. But the problem is it's small. Right. It's a status symbol to own a Harley in India. But that's a small percentage of the population. Right. And that's even true in South America. Right. It's um, it's a status symbol to own a Harley in Colombia. But what are you going to sell? Right, three hundred motorcycles. Is it worth the investment trying to build a market? That's probably no. You'd be better off just shipping them. Well, that's like three hundred. Not even opening a dealer. Yeah, don't. Yeah, Yeah. don't. Well, maybe that's what they're going to try to do with this adventure bike because that's what a lot of the rest of the world is starting to move to out of the cruisers and touring bikes. Even in Europe, you know, Europe is BMW's biggest sellers are the adventure bikes. Yeah. Yeah, but that's been that way for a while. Yeah, right? I mean, they're just well, late, yeah. they're I late mean, to B- the game. B- yeah, B- yeah, BMW has been in adventure bikes since, wow, probably the early 70s. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. Uh, early, you know, I guess. It's probably maybe, more than the 80s. War, War Games yeah, Travis maybe, has an maybe. early 80s BMW adventure bike. Yeah. You know. Yep. Um, but I was blown away with Royal Enfield only selling 91 oh. bikes in April. I was joking when I said 10 or 12 yeah. or whatever. Now, they I did said. close, just like all everyone else, their manufacturing plants did close down in April. Mm-hmm. I know that India's got a big issue with the uh, – they're changing their emission standards, and any bike with the old standards is not going to be allowed to be sold. So the, you know, and then with the coronavirus, but still, 91, you'd think they'd have more than that. Oh, on, they would have had – I guarantee – On the it, floors. Yeah, I was going to say, I guarantee they, they had – I'm sure they have tens of thousands of bikes, unsold bikes that are in inventory. Yeah. Between oh, – oh, in a country yeah. of 1.4 billion? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. Wow. They probably have more in available inventory in the U.S., right? Than they probably have more than ninety-one bikes. I think they sold whoever more. Whoever sells them here in the Mid Atlantic, that would have been, you know, I, I tried to find what their sales were in the U.S. and I couldn't find it for the month of April or for last quarter. Well, I was, I was watching one of the business networks the other day, and I just sort of caught that they were going to be talking about Harley. And when they were talking about Harley, they were basically saying it wasn't just Harley that motorcycle sales in general have been flat in the U.S. since, like, the beginning of the year, before this stuff started coming out. So, I don't know. I mean, uh, to me, you know, this is not not the time to fire your CEO, even if you don't like it. Well, Harley fired him before the corona thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, but, I mean, they they decided. But, I mean, was, in this market, not in this motorcycle market, that that's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, one, of, well, one the, of the things that I've seen multiple times now in the last four or five months is how Harley is ripe for a takeover. You know, yeah. they're, they're ripe for a takeover from somebody with really deep pockets that's willing to clean house. And, of course, the last time that happened was uh, AMF. 
when they bought them, which is a disaster. disaster. Right now is the perfect time for Harley. Harley needs to bury the hatchet with Indy and call up Indian and be like, hey, we need to make ourselves a Harley Davidson Indian TV show or chips, you know, like, like (laughs) something, you know, Sons of Anarchy, you know, American Chopper, something. What's behind Indian? What's behind Indian? Polaris. Polaris. So, you know, um, Polaris could afford, they could easily come in and buy it, uh, Harley. And then have a Harley line. I I like the rumor you're starting right there, Kat. There you go. Yep. Okay, we'll take that as a rumor. <laughs> no, it's a I don't fact. see that ever happening. If we but say it's a, good it's a rumor. fact, you know, I don't know. Actually, there's historically there's probably a lot of um, this. Pro- I bet you that's always been swirling around somewhere in the background, even when Indian wasn't, you know, a- a- held by a mega. Just because of their history, their early history between mm. Indian and Harley. I don't know. One way or the other, I'm sure Harley at times could considered buying out Indian as well. So if they could find a way to do it, yeah. Yeah. Sure. They're right for a hostile takeover, so I don't know. Ooh. Indian have to learn it how to make hostile too. Or, or Indian have to make those special gas. I, well, I don't know. Polaris would look at that as like we can come in and own the cruiser market in the yeah. U.S. Yeah, you dominate right? the market. I mean, look what look at the look at how much Polaris. I mean, when I was a kid, I always thought of Polaris as snowmobiles. Right? Yeah. yeah, right. Like yeah. I never thought of it. Now Polaris like. Owns a big chunk of the ATVs. Oh yeah, side the by side. Yeah, the the side by side. Yep. 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 I'd right. buy one if I was had a mar- had need for one. Yeah. You know. So I'm just saying that that you know. So for them to sit there and say, "Man, we could buy Harley and own the cruiser market," and they, and, and and they could and they could keep it. They could have a Harley line. They could have the right. Indian line. Yeah. Right. And, I don't know if they could keep the keep both. To be honest with you, because Indian, I gotta be honest with you, I love the Indian bikes. They're just not selling that many of them. Yeah, but nobody saw them. Nobody saw them. Yeah, but imagine if they could just have like your big cruisers are Harley, Indian is your, you know, like mid level, you know, like your mid level bikes. Anyways, we got to go.